before we were looking into this episode, I didn't know that suicide is the biggest killer of men yeah. under 45, yeah. Yeah. that men are twice as likely to be victims of violent crime than women. Yeah. yeah. yeah boys make up over half of children in care. Like, all these things I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that 88% of homeless people are men. 88? 88%. Yeah. Goodness and gracious. a lot of them are veterans. Yeah. yeah. And, and that swings right back around to mental health issues mm. that yeah. plague men that aren't spoken about and aren't addressed. In- now, tuned in to the conversation. For her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Conversation Podcast, For Her, By Her. My name is Zulika Lebeau. I'm an artist, a poet, and the founder of the very recent artist platform, The Blackbird. Today's topic is International Men's Day, and we've got a fab panel of lovely ladies to discuss the the issue, matter, whatever I was going to say just then. Um, So without further ado, let's get stuck in. That is right. I'm Lolly. I'm a presenter and writer and, of course, gin enthusiast. And I can't wait to get into this particular topic. So what even is International Men's Day? Do we need it? There is so much to unpack. I'm so excited. There really is, Lolly. My name is Stephanie. I work in tech across the public sector and I'm a keen eater and traveller. Don't forget that you can keep up to date with everything that we're getting into all across our social media pages at Women of Power UK. So be sure to follow us. And you can, of course, catch up with all the previous episodes. Okay, so let's start off with a quick question to get us started. The theme for International Men's Day this year is positive male role models. What makes a positive male role model? That's a good one. I think somebody who is open, kind, honest, you know, your textbook nice guy. Um, (laughs) I'm joking. Um, Yeah, someone who's open about their emotions as well. I think Mm. that's really important um, because, you know, toxic masculinity is such a big thing right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely would say someone who understands how to respect themselves and others, who's able to engage uh, in emotionally intelligent conversations Mm. and ways of dealing with other people. And I think also just someone who... Oh, I don't know, has, has a level of self-awareness that perhaps has been somewhat missing uh, in the male sphere up until recently. That's kind of what I was going to say as well. Mm. Just having an awareness and being conscious that there are women on this planet too, as well as men, because sometimes not all men are as... Um, what's the word to use? Open to the fact that women are just as important, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. And also that there's not just one type of man. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going like, to say that. Not even, like, men and women. It's like there's n- there's no one way to be a man. Mm, yeah. And so you should be open to everyone and all the different people that we've got on this planet. Um, my male role model, I will use an example from a film. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the film The Intern. Oh, Yeah. Right, such a good oh, film. so it's such a good film. My my male role model is um, Ben from The Intern, which is Robert De Niro's character, because he's just like he's just a gent in like, and I you know depends on how you feel about all those terms, but he's just like he's kind, he's open with his emotions, he's supportive of women, he's like obviously quite a cool granddad, like he's just. That's like that's what you want someone mm. to be, just like an open, honest, kind-hearted person. Mm. Yeah, mm. supportive. Yeah. yeah, supportive, and just believes in the 
you know the person that he's working for which yeah. is really nice and so. also believes in people beyond themselves yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's my uh He's my man crush in a way. With your inspiration right. for this week. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, on that topic, November 19th was International Men's Day. Do we think it is relevant? Do we think it's needed? What are your thoughts? Oh, goodness. Um, I just, I really don't think it's necessary. I'm sorry. I think that when we have, like, days or weeks or, like, Black History Month, for example, it's kind of to support minorities or any groups that are under not necessarily underprivileged but underrepresented in society and I think that International Men's Day like men are the one group that have benefited from everything do you know what I mean mm, every day is men's day exactly <laughs> so like let's burn it <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, I agree with Lolly um, but then I do find it interesting to think about the fact that why shouldn't it be celebrated yeah. in a mm. way um, but then it is although technically it is celebrated you don't mm. I didn't even know it was a thing on the, on the 19th yeah. November yeah. I didn't wake up that day and see it all over Instagram and Twitter and Facebook whereas Women's Day we do. International yeah. Women's Day is such mm. a big thing. There's such big events. Mm. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. What do you think, Stephanie? Um, I'll be honest. My knee-jerk reaction was uh, the only reason we have International Men's Day is so that we can have International Women's Day without yeah. men <laughs> bitching about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that was my knee-jerk reaction. And that was that was definitely cemented on International Women's Day for me this year. I, I work in tech, uh, where women are incredibly underrepresented, mm-hmm. um, underutilized and underappreciated, as in a lot of sectors. Um, mm. And we decided that we were going to gather up all the women who worked in my organization and take a picture together and celebrate all these amazing women who work in tech um, and and really just try and promote it. And most of the men in the office were kind of st- stood nodding, smiling, like, oh, yeah, well, yeah you know, great, yeah, let everyone get in for the picture. Like, <laughs> and then there was this one guy who just stands up and goes, oh, when's International Men's Day? And all the women turned around and they were like, November 19th. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and Check your calendar. For that reason, yeah, right. I feel we need it. And I think I, I was like, you ladies, you know, I was kind of like, why, why do we need it? Every day is Men's Day. And then actually when I was doing the research for this episode and I was looking into it, I was like, actually, there are a lot of issues to do with men. Mm. And if we addressed them and if we kind of, uh, maybe not, you know, who who can eradicate the world's problems, but mm. if we could just mitigate them, it it would be beneficial not only for men and for women. And, and in that light, I think that whilst it, you know, I definitely have questions about whether we need it, mm. I think it can be used for good mm. rather than becoming a well they've got one so we need one yeah I think that's tip what it for is it's like tip for tat it's mm. like not particularly important mm. because I, I completely agree that there are like male issues that need to be need to be um, discussed um, and brought to the brought to the forefront but I also just think that this is like men throwing their toys at the pram like but it's so unfair that we don't have a day and so mm. like now they've got their day yeah. Spend it wisely, kids. <laughs> Just coming back to what you were saying, Liv, about, you know, women's International Women's Day is such a big thing. Mm. Um, why do you think that International Women's Day is such a big thing and International Men's Day, you know, so many people don't know about it. Do you think it's just because women are better at organising stuff? <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's that, like, feminists have finally conquered the world or is it, you know, a, a, a case of that we're, we're getting better at celebrating those that are marginalised? Yeah. Mm. 
I think the last one, I, I, to be honest, I think all three, but I think it's just such an important day because it's finally this recognition mm. that women have absolutely smashed it up. Like the whole world, they've, they've done so well and for so long they haven't had a voice. A lot yeah. of women haven't. Um, but I, again, it's, it's all down to that person. For example, I didn't even know... I didn't experience, not know, I didn't experience feminism until I actually went to uni Mm. because I've grown up in a household of five kids, four of which are girls. And my dad, talking about men, was always, always the one that has said, your power is being a woman. You Mm. can do whatever you want. Mm. And I just find that so interesting because I've never, you know, I never really experienced it. And then I went to uni and I saw so many women that have come from really different backgrounds to yeah. me and have firsthand really struggled with, with yeah, yeah, and it's it's so bad and it's so wrong. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I was really badly naive because I didn't really understand what the big thing was because for me, I've never been, you know, yeah. it's never stopped me doing anything. Mm-hmm. But now, especially being, like you're saying, even... In a, in a tech environment. For mm. example, my best friend, she's a project manager for, in a tech environment. She says the amount of abuse she gets from the men because of her being a woman at the forefront of such a big corporation yeah. is really hard. But yeah. then I think it's also unfair because not all men are like that. No. And it doesn't mean that you've got to be a perfect kind of man. My two, uh, for me, my role models are my parents and I'm lucky because I've got two father figures and they've both made really big mistakes throughout their lives but because of the character that they are they're fantastic role models mm. and because of the parents they are yeah mm. uh, it's interesting when you say not all men are, are like that because one of the reasons why I think that International Men's Day perhaps isn't as celebratory or as prominent as International Women's Day is because I think you know I genuinely think the majority of men are on side I think they don't always necessarily know how to go about being on on side with women and I think that they're scared I think they're scared to be um talking about men's issues or celebrating men in a climate that is uh, you know volatile Mm. or or leaning towards feminism and towards women at the moment rightly so I think but Mm. I think it's a really confusing um environment for them to try and operate in so I think you know, to a certain extent, it's probably how can we justify celebrating men and talking about all of our achievements when, like, we know full well that society is built in our favour. And also, you know, recently, the last few years, International Men's Day has has had this movement to try and address mental health issues for Mm, men. As it should, Health issues for men. And I think those issues are so taboo and so alien Mm. to men talking about them that one of the reasons why yeah. International Men's Day isn't as big as it could be is because most men still can't find a way to engage with those conversations yeah. in a way that they're comfortable with. I agree with that. I think it's really important. But I just think women, men's achievements have been celebrated for years and years and mm. years, like for so long. Women had to change their names when they wanted to be writers, t- mm. to the, had men, male names. And I think International Women's Day is so fantastic because it celebrates all the achievements and it's this wonderful sisterhood. And I just feel like on the, like conversely, male achievements have been celebrated like throughout history. Mm. So for that reason, I, that's why I think it's like 
there's that difference between them. Mm. Yeah, I see International Women's Day as being um, an incredible celebration of everything that we've achieved. Mm. Whereas I see International Men's Day really does seem to take this approach more around the issues that men are facing that need addressing within society rather than focusing on their achievements, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. And I think that's a pr- probably the right way around. Yeah, like, do we need to celebrate? No, but I, further? I, 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 probably, I think I think we do. I think it's important. I mean, and, and I think the way that International Men's Day can kind of progress and celebrate men is by celebrating men of colour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By celebrating, excuse me, sorry, I have to cough. <clears throat> Uh, celebrating trans men, mm, yeah. by celebrating um, non-binary people, mm. by celebrating disabled men. Yeah. Like, you can you can celebrate people. It doesn't just... And I think this is part of the problem is that International Men's Day is kind of synonymous with, like, a privileged white straight cis yeah. man really um, really and you can you can empower people in mm. a different way you don't have to it's all about like, being inclusive yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly you can you can make it inclusive you can empower like neurodivergent like anyone mm. that you want to empower mm. that is not like for lack of a better term like normal in voter yeah like, or like right. particularly yeah. widely represented yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly you can you can represent them and celebrate them and be like yeah this is this person's doing bits mm. like yeah they're you, still yeah they're still minority groups within the exactly. male sphere. Exactly. They they should be given a platform to celebrate themselves and their achievements as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So on that on that note, do you think that there's a kind of a a way that we can get rid of like the toxic masculinity and just celebrate men for who they are and what they're doing? I wish. But I mean, that's a journey in itself. Like that's so tough. Like toxic toxic masculinity is obviously like one of the biggest problems of not only our generation but generations before us Mm. so to eradicate that yeah we would have to eradicate that to before Mm. i think that's yeah i i I personally think that there is there's a change come in i don't know if that sounds a bit hippie but i do really can you feel feel it in your waters but i really do i think there is a big change coming i'm one of my passions is music and I'm I work in a radio station that has a really big um grime and R&B influence and I personally think that music in particular where they are typically masculine mostly black guys mm. that don't show their emotions as much and there is that that whole image that it's not cool to be that open. Mm. I personally feel like it's starting to change a bit. We've got like Dave, who's like a massive storyteller, who's like (laughs) talking, I like, I I love Dave. Fell in love with him for his, you know that song, When I Met My Ex? It's so emotional and he's just talking about, like really openly about how he felt when he met his ex and how he felt when when they broke up. And it's it's like, it's a poem. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I'm pulling up now. <laughs> it's so emotional. No, but yeah, I just, Dave. like for me, my first my first thought is Young Bane. He's just released an album and a lot of the songs on there are quite emotional. Yeah. And it's about, you know, just actually being open with their emotions. And I think it's such an interesting way of actually changing how men do expose themselves. Yeah. Because music is something that is so widely attracted and taken on board that I think it's I think that it will eventually there will there will come a time when it's not it's not a sticky thing to say yeah I really like that girl or 
you know, I really want to do this mm. and I'm going to... Or being able to cry. Yeah. yeah. Like, stuff okay. like that. Yeah. I think especially if you if you see a lot of prominent artists, like, you know, you've got Stormzy, Ratman, Kendrick Lamar from yeah. the US, they are talk- they're talking really openly about uh, substance abuse and depression yeah. and mental illness yeah. that's raising up this generation of fans that you know, especially a generation of, of young male mm. fans who are looking at these people that they respect that are really making waves not only in, in art but in society at large yeah. and being like, Well, Christ, if they can talk about yeah. it and they're not yeah. embarrassed and mm. that that's a mm. big ass successful man on stage yeah. performing in front of thousands of people. It's like indoctrination, isn't it? Exactly. Like it's getting it's I, I think we can get to that point, and I think you're right, Liv. I think change is change is coming. Change, change is good. <laughs> change is gonna um, come. I think I think it will take time, as mm. as with any cultural change, and I think we're at a crossroads at the moment where masculinity and and masculine identity is really confusing for men. Mm. It's really confusing. It's really hard for them to navigate. I was actually at Twickenham yesterday at the rugby. And, you know, five pints in, I thought I'd do some rogue uh, market research for today's podcast. (laughs) Just started asking men what they thought the biggest issues were facing men. And I asked three men in a row. They did not hear each other's answers. Straight off the bat, the first thing they all said was masculinity. Mm. And I was gobsmacked because they are aware of it. Mm. They are aware of it. They might not know how to talk about it they might not have the forum to talk about it but they know it's a problem they know it needs addressing and that answer came from I think I spoke to one guy who's 17 one guy in his 20s and one guy in his 30s and for all of them to know it's an issue and to want to work on it I think is really hopeful and Mm. really inspiring and I actually wish that we had a couple of men with us today to give us their perspective on it because Mm. um we do we, we do. do. <laughs> We've got, yeah. We do. We do we have do. a man in our midst. Um, he's smiling nervously in the corner. Um, <laughs> don't give me the mic. Don't give me the mic. Don't give me the mic. Um, but I think it's really hopeful. But mm. I, it's just going to take time, I think. Mm. So, Lim, from that, do you think that words like bromance and mm. like all of these kinds of no homo and all of these oh, words oh. that we have for, for men sort of being close and kind to each other and just like being in love with each other in a platonic way Mm. do you think that these words are helpful in us getting to that time of like no toxic masculinity or do you think that they add to the toxicity i think they add to it there's a foundation called hug your mandem and they're doing (laughs) really well yeah (laughs) and it's all about like reaching out to your mandem who are um because so many men don't talk about their emotions. Mm. So it's just about reaching out to them, just like if one of them's not there at the pub just and you see him, just give him a hug. Yeah. I really love it. Yeah. I, like, I think it's God, fantastic. I'm gonna hug my men down. Lovely. But yeah, I think that's part of it. That's yeah. part of it is that like Women can hug their mandem as well, mm. but it's not. It's it's about taking the emotional labour away from women and mm. giving it back to yeah. men and saying, "Men, like, hey, you do your bit. You look after each other." Because we as well. are not rehabs yes. for damaged men. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think language like that, um, maybe it's a tool that they need, but mm. I think it compartmentalizes emotions for men. Right. Like they can only have this close, intimate um, friendship with a man. If it's a bromance, it's a bromance though, guy. Like it's bromance, it's like you know, no homo, it's not gay, and it's like it it could be fine if it is gay. Like Mm. chill out, Mm. stop being scared that your masculinity is going to be dented somehow. Like it's okay to have emotions, it's okay to be close with your male friends. I think, 
you know, maybe good that they have some kind of outlet, but I do wish that they didn't have to label it and justify it. It just feels like a justification to me, like, I don't, you don't have to call it anything. It's okay. You guys are close. We're well, just friends. Like, yeah, it's fine. Well, that's what I was about to say. Have you ever looked at a guy who is really close to their best friend and thought, he's gay? Like, I've yeah. never no. thought that in my life. A I, heterosexual guy, by the way. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Like, course, gay men yes, who were close to their straight friends. Right. Or gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. Um, but no, I've never even looked at someone and thought that. So it's so crazy that that is a problem for them mm. because it's definitely not viewed like that from a women's point of view. No. They're not, I don't know if it's because they think it, they're any, I wonder if it's because they think they're any less attractive or they're like, it's not just masculinity. Mm. I wonder if it's like a, a problem that they think that, I don't know. I, one, it made me really sad. I asked one of my very close male friends, um, again, what do you think, the, the main problems are facing guys at the moment. And he said, oh, in all honesty, I think I think we're just really bad at being friends to one another. And he's like, mm-hmm. I look at you and I look at our other girlfriends and you have such an amazing support network. You can talk to them about everything and anything. Mm-hmm. Any problem, I know that you go to them and you talk about it and you've got advice and support. And if I have a problem, I don't know who to go to sometimes. And I don't have anyone to talk to about it because we don't, talk about our emotions a lot and you know I don't want to generalize I'm sure there are lots of men out there who do feel comfortable talking about it but the gist I get from especially my close male friends is that they really they don't seem to be able to turn to each other for that kind of in-depth emotional support and that makes me feel really sad for them I think that's a really sad state of affairs and when I asked him why he thought that was he kind of said that he I think in general he's kind of said oh I think guys kind of find it hard to talk about their emotions anyway and then you don't want to appear to look weak in front of your friends you don't want to be the one who's having problems and can't cope yeah Yeah, because and it comes down to this like you said this kind of toxic masculinity Mm. that's really a prescriptive way of being a man that actually isn't reflective of Mm. what humans fundamentally are like it's like the archaic stereotypes of like men and women still present themselves in our culture today Mm. like the big you've got to be the tough man the strong man and like when you're I guess well obviously I can't speak firsthand but I assume if you're feeling the pressure to fit these in this box it must be like really stressful Mm. yeah so huggy mandem is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, so it turns out that our uh, techie Alex, oh yeah, is, is gonna is gonna is gonna speak to us. This is he, 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 he has kindly agreed to be our um, our guinea pig for this uh, this episode of the podcast. So. The representative for men. Yes, all yes. men everywhere. We need it. Yeah, we need the male it. rep. One yeah. man to rule them all. Yeah. Um, so, Alex, tell us in your own words. Do you have a bromance? What do you think of the word bromance? What do you think of International Men's Day? Well, I, I quite, I cringe at the word bromance, okay. really. <laughs> okay, all right. Good I mean, to know. that's yeah, mostly. I, I, I was, I'm very, very close to my close friend, but like you said, we don't really talk about emotional things. Mm. I don't really do that with any of my male friends, mm. and I have done recently. I kind of. Like, I went through some shit and I went to therapy and stuff like that and I tried to talk about that with my best friend, but I don't think we're particularly practised at it. I don't think we have the vocabulary or know how to actually engage in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I told him and he's just kind of a bit like, oh... I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, he doesn't know like how to <laughs> deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it wasn't even a, oh man, that's rough. Yeah, he, okay. he kind of okay. said that stuff, but yeah. it's like, 
you, in my experience as guys, you just kind of want to be, you joke around or you do like active things or whatever. And that's the kind of relationship you have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that obviously that's not general for everyone, but I'm not like a macho man or anything like that. I mean, I still have that kind of experience. Mm. Yeah. And then so do you think that it's about educating men how to speak about about these kinds of issues and support each other? Yeah, I mean, I literally don't know what to say a lot of the time. Right. If I feel something. I don't know how I feel a lot of the time. Ah. So it's like, it, before you even get into engaging in a conversation about that, is knowing how you feel, wow. really. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because if I'm around my friends, I could tell them how I'm feeling right now, yesterday, yeah. when I was two. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think women, I don't know. I don't know why that we're so able to do that. So, so I mean, I mean, on the, on the topic of like International Men's Day, yeah, is it something that you celebrate? Did you know I have about no, it? No idea. Wow. No, I didn't. I didn't know it was a thing. Wow. And I mean, like, you're you're a man of color, obviously. Like, do you yeah. think that that International Men's Day can be made about men of color, like in a in a positive, supportive way? Yeah, I think it can, but I think, yeah, maybe not specifically specifically about that i don't know if it, it may become a bit too diverse if you're trying mm. to represent every single subset of male identity mm. i don't know if there's something else that can unify it as in uh, within communication between men right. i guess and I, that would encompass men of color um trans men any, anything like that but i think communication is a massive pro- is a massive issue with within w- within men and it's a big difference between men and women as I see it, as I see it within my life, really. I was going to ask, talking about men and women, mm. as a role model, do you have a male... If you were to choose one role model, would it is it someone that's a woman or is it a man? Do you have any role models that are men as well? I don't really know, actually. Um... Yeah, I've, not, I've never really thought about role models in my life and male role models particularly Mm. i can't think of any off the top of my head um who i'd think about like i admire people for what they've done but this is more about kind of like who they are yeah i guess i I can't really think of anyone Mm. i know i guess it's something maybe i don't think about i don't think about um what makes a person a well-rounded person and if i admire certain I mean emotional things or how they uh like how they hold themselves yeah. throughout life and things like that I guess I don't think about those things mm. um it feels a bit more kind of not as deep not thinking about things deeply that way yeah. think about things thinking about um yeah thinking about yeah. things but not in on a deeper level right so having shared with us like your experiences, would you then say that toxic masculinity is a problem? Yeah, I get I, I think it is, but I people people say toxic mas- masculinity quite a lot. Mm. And I'm just trying to think exactly what that is because toxic masculinity me to me it conjures up like very, very macho yeah. kind of things. And that's not so much an issue to me. Mm. I, I I don't feel like that. I'm not that kind of person, but I guess it's the being able to communicate, and I want to as yeah. well. It's, it's, it's the not 
not wanting to mm. I don't think of it as a bad thing yeah uh, it's just just the being able to and I don't know how many other guys feel like that yeah whether it's difficult for, for them to do it mm. if they want to or if they don't want to um mm. I don't know yeah that's so really. interesting actually Okay, I'm going to come in. It's Priscilla here. Hi, everyone. Hello. Um, I just have a question. So what would you say are some of the things that you feel that you've had to deal with being a man internally that you maybe don't have a platform to talk about um, in, in an open forum or with friends or with families? Are there any particular things? I know we touched on like mental health and things like that. So mm. what are some of the challenges that you personally feel like you've experienced, whether it's finding yourself, identity crisis, representation yeah. in the workplace, whatever it is, like, what are some of the things that you feel like you've had to deal with? Um, real deep with it. Yeah, <laughs> well, if, we, if we're going very deep. Like, <laughs> um, well, my father left when I was 10, so that was a big thing. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what I was dealing with when I went to therapy and everything yeah. like that. Um, and it was self-confidence, really, a lot to do with. And feeling okay with myself, mm. really. Um, being... Yeah, and I don't think you could ever say that to your guy friends a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Not that you you just feel a bit like you're not at ease with yourself or you don't if you feel crap, you can't you don't feel like you can say you're crap, like you're feeling yeah. shit yeah. or anything like that. Um and I guess it's a kind of loneliness in a way. Mm. Just not being able to communicate these things to the people who are closest to you mm. in your friendship group. Because I mostly had guy friends when I was growing up, but I do have a lot of girlfriends as well. Mm. Um, but I guess it's just being cut off a lot of the time. Mm. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think um, a lot of women, as they grow up, they are um, taught and expected to help and support people emotionally. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I think that women are particularly emotionally intelligent by the time they reach adulthood and are very good at dealing with emotional issues. And perhaps that is where the disparity comes between men and women having that vocabulary around emotions and mental health, health issues that we're perhaps a bit more equipped to deal with. And I was wondering mm. if you could visually see that growing up, a difference between how you were equipped as a, a man to deal with these um, emotional difficulties as you came across them and, and the women in your life, and mm. if you could see a clear disparity between, um, I guess, abilities when it comes to emotional intelligence. Yeah, I mean, you can. I could see the, abil like the ability, uh, the difference in abilities, and I guess just the... I guess just the assumption throughout society that women will speak more emotionally mm. about things, I think, generally. Um, I don't know how it might have um, come about actually within how I've interacted or how people have influenced me. I don't know if I can say that consciously, but um, I think there's just an assumption that women will speak. And so maybe it's, maybe it's more just allowed... Um, uh, for women to speak in that way mm. and guys not so much I, mm. I don't know about if I could think of pinpoint specific yeah. examples or anything like that um, but I think yeah maybe there is just a bit more of an openness to women mm. talking about emotion yeah. uh, than guys talking mm. about emotion and do you think there's an issue at the moment with kind of how men's position in society is changing and how that affects men and their understanding of 
of kind of their social standing and their their role as men and how they you know it's it's not like it used to be. Men aren't yeah. expected to be the main breadwinners anymore. They're not expected to be the ones going out and working, leaving a, a, a wife at home. And, you know, I, I also acknowledge there are men who aren't going to have wives at all. Yeah. You know, they're going to have um, male partners or trans partners. And and how how do you think that, you know, the kind of the changing of the gender norms is affecting men and how they kind of place themselves? Yeah, I mean that's a very difficult one because obviously all of us were in like within like media and probably like very middle class or like now mm. like world. So within that, I guess it is changing. It is changing, but just think of I mean think of the people I know. I kind of lost what the question was. Just uh, the change of role of Matt. Yeah, do you think men are struggling at the moment to place themselves socially? and to understand what their kind of role within society is. Um, yeah, but I guess there's a lot of change between within everyone, like mm. women, men, people of different cultural backgrounds, everything like that. Everyone's kind of searching for a different place. Everyone's kind of moving around at the moment. Yeah, and people like are that. thinking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, people are thinking and talking about those issues a lot more. So, I mean, yes, but I don't think it's very different to anyone else yeah you don't think it's, it's not particular to men no i don't think it's particular to mm. men it's there's different issues i yeah. think within different groups but i don't think men more so are struggling with their place in society mm. um but i think they face issues like anyone does really yeah. <laughs> so just kind of to to go forward with that like obviously you mentioned that you've had therapy and thanks for sharing with uh, that mm. with us and being vulnerable um but what kind of support do you think that men need going forward in order to be vulnerable or to, like, go to therapy or encouragement, yeah. et cetera? Um, well, I think it's got to start young as well, right. obviously. I think most things, you've got to introduce the idea that things aren't so different for men and women. So we're back after a brief hiatus of street cleaning man. <laughs> um, so... Please tell us again. What do you think that that we need to do as a society to help men to feel more supported and, you know, to help them to learn to speak about emotions in a better way? Yeah. So like I said, it, it's, it's got to start off when when you're young. I mean, it's got to be taught to kids. It's got to be I mean, I don't know what kind of things they can actively do to yeah get children to be more openly emotional i don't know when if there's a split uh, mm. uh, between girls and boys at a point when they both have a similar level of communication yeah and then it changes i don't know if there is a point where they can make a difference um and keep them on a similar kind of level in in that respect mm. um there has to be that there has to be uh encouragement for mm. that um, I mean, later on in life, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know, um, because, like I said, I, I, I want to, and I'm willing, mm. but it's difficult. You still. want to feel like you've got a platform, to, yeah. or like anyone but, to, to be that open with. Yeah, uh, yeah it, but Safety. it's just like simple things, it's, um, like my girl, uh, 
my wife. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> serious slip up there. We, we can edit that up. That's yeah, the same yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Which one was it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, like I say, I say to her what I feel or like, or, or like I'm annoyed about something and she'll say why don't you text your friend about it and I'm like why like I don't like, I, I don't I don't see any point in that mm-hmm. and so I guess um I don't know how you can do it but to make you feel like it's um it makes a difference or it's yeah. it's, it's relevant to you like mm. people care I guess yeah like I guess a lot of time you don't feel like your friends you're like they don't care about that yeah they don't care if I if I'm feeling crappy or yeah. whatever so I guess it's maybe not for everyone but it's like a lot of the time feeling like your you're friends want to, to hear yeah. about like it. you're not burdening them yeah, yeah. Exactly. do you feel that it is a burden because when if I if yeah. I'm having a bad day or a bad week or I'm upset about anything my god I feel it's my right to text my yeah. girls and bitch about it and get their support because mm. I know that I'll do that for them the minute that they need it and I know that I can rely on them and I don't feel like a burden mm. I I just I guess I I almost I feel entitled to their support because <laughs> I because yeah. I give them the support back and I know it's mutual yeah. and yeah it's I find and it quite shocking. Yeah, to I do, hear that I, you I do, I do kind of feel better. like that, but then obviously mm. that is personal to me. I can't yeah. say that's for every guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that, that, so that's that might not be dissimilar to me. what I've heard from other male friends. But I just kind of think I don't feel like doing it, and I also feel like what's the point? Mm. I don't, I don't feel like they'd care. Mm. I don't feel like I want to do it because it's like what, what do get I get out from of it this? What you need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the 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 real key here is that men need to learn as well as about emoting but also about how to respond Mm. when when a friend of theirs or a family member or whatever who is a male even if he but but you know we're talking about men right now have you know come to them with a problem rather than just oh mate that sucks want to play fifa (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know obviously that's a generalization but like you we need to have to teach them how to how to speak about it better and to be empathetic and give mm. comfort yeah. in a way that isn't just like, sure. oh, they're there, have tea. Yeah. Mm. Right. I've just got a last question. Do you feel that now that your experiences and after this chat maybe, do you feel like you are going, you're going to go forward a bit more conscious and aware of what the problems are? And do you feel like you just talking about responding mm. do you think that now you would respond differently if a friend came to you with issues yeah well the thing is is that i yeah i would do now i've changed quite a lot over the last like couple of years or yeah. so um but i don't really get people coming to me with those problems like yeah. guy friends especially never like yeah. like hardly ever um so I, I don't really come up against it. I, yeah. I think I would now. I would have changed to how I was before. Yeah. I would have been a bit awkward and not really known what to say. Yeah. Um, so I would be different, but I, I don't, I, I don't really get into those conversations. Yeah. That's that's part of the issue. Well, that's a big the part issue. of the issue. That yeah. is the issue. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think there's a huge issue that a lot of the issues that men face aren't in the in the public sphere they're not being spoken about and I wonder if part of that is because you know as a society uh, we have historically been built um, to favour men and I I guess one of my concerns is that people um, assume that men's issues are 
very well represented in all areas and are perhaps unfairly represented. And mm. the negative effect of that is that actually really relevant and current issues do go unattended. Like before, t- before we were looking into this episode, I didn't know that suicide is the biggest killer of men yeah. under 45, yeah. Yeah. that men are twice as likely to be victims of violent crime than women. Yeah. 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 Boys make up over half of children in care like all these things I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that 88% of homeless people are men. 88? 88%. Yeah. Goodness and a lot of them are veterans. Yeah. yeah. And, and that swings right back around to mental health issues mm. that yeah. plague men that aren't spoken about and aren't addressed. And mm. I just think if, if we can get these kind of stats and kind of issues more into the mainstream dialogue, I wonder yeah. if men in private would start talking about it more so then international men so then international men's day does have a purpose let's do it yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just going to chuck in my a little thought um yeah uh from this conversation because i think it's a really really important one and i'm so glad that alex has been so open yeah, and has yeah. got involved in what we're talking about um i know of about four guys this year who have committed suicide and no one knows why. Mm. So it's so interesting, like, when you're talking about, you know, they don't come and talk to me or, like, oh, if I talk to them, it's kind of, like, awkward. Oh, yeah, that's sad. No one really knows. I, th- I think a lot of boys and men don't know how to deal with it and that does stem back from the beginning. It stems yeah. back from little comments that are thrown away in the family, like, be a man yeah. or, yeah. you know, suck man it up. up or, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Throw some balls. Exactly. Boys don't yeah. cry. Yeah. Exactly. All those stuff contribute to people feeling as if there's an expectation that's been created and if they don't meet that expectation, then they're somewhat less, less of a man, yeah. or they're somewhat um, not to be reckoned with or then things like, oh, you're gay or you're this starts getting thrown around. Mm. And I just, I completely hate it when people use those kind of terms mm. because it, it that doesn't define you. Even if you are gay and you act in a particular way, that mm. doesn't matter. That's not what we should be saying to people. Yeah. Mm. Sexuality has nothing to do with how you behave. Mm. And I think people can conduct themselves however they wish to. But the problem here, I think, is like you were saying about being unfairly represented. And I think a lot of men are unfairly represented. And there is this idea. And this is why feminism, I always say feminism is here to benefit all of us. Yeah. Like we need, it's about stripping back. It's about giving people a choice on what they want to do and how they want to do it. So that we don't have these situations where young guys, like all the guys that I know that have died are all under the age of 31. Mm. And they've killed them. Like, when you take that in, that's yeah. really big. Like, yeah, they've removed the themselves from the world. You know, some people would, you know, they've, they've basically died. You know, yeah. they've come out of the world now. And it's all due to one issue or another. A lot of them have been linked back to mental health. Mm. A lot of the time when they do um, trace back some of the issues, everyone's like, well, it makes sense. You know, they were tweeting this one time and no one responds to that because it just seems as maybe they've just been a bit emotional. And if we were aware of all these issues, like you said, from young, then maybe men will find a better way and boys will find a better way to communicate and also about the emotional intelligence I think that then maybe we will operate on a similar Mm. level Mm. because then we've all been brought up with kind of the tools needed to express ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was long. Well, I'm sorry. But it was a bang, bang point, so you better tell them. Yeah. Can I just um, add to that, that in answer to your question, Alex, there is a difference very, very early on and it comes in the age when boys and girls start speaking. Mm. Girls normally start speaking, oftentimes, normally, 
long before mm. boys, particularly firstborn children. Yeah. So firstborn boys can take, can not even really be speaking up to the age of three, three and a half, sometimes yes. even four. My boyfriend didn't start speaking until he was three and a half. Yeah. Whereas so girls often learn to stop. speak at one and a half, sometimes even earlier than that. Like mm. my mother was speaking at eight months. I was speaking at eight months. Yeah. So it's there's a real it's it's really interesting the why of that, and I don't have the research in front of me, but Mm. I would really love to read. I would love to know why. Yeah. I think I think I always try and give. I don't know how it happens, but throughout my life I've adopted like what I call my little brothers, Mm. and like they honestly call me at like 5am I know I'm talking about boundaries all the time but 5am and just like cry about things and then we don't talk about it again and I love providing um, sounds weird to say young boys but Mm -hmm. like anyone really um, with a platform to just be open and honest about how they feel because I always think like who would I be if I left somebody and who would I be if I didn't show people that they can come to me Mm -hmm. I just yeah Right, so I think that that is a good moment to round up. And I just want to kind of go round the table. And I want us to give snaps mm. to the men in our lives who we think like are, you know, great emotional supports or maybe need a bit of emotional support and just say, I'm here for you. So, Steph, you want to kick us off? Um, uh, snaps to my dad. He has, oh, yeah, snaps, snaps. <laughs> He has raised um, three incredibly strong and independent daughters um, and a son um, incredibly well. He, I would not say that my dad finds it easy to deal with his emotions, but mm. my God, he tries. He's a hardy um, northern man who you know, was raised by a very, very tough uh, woman, my grandmother, who is also fantastic, and he... He's the same as your parents live. He he taught us that we can do anything we want and it doesn't matter that we're girls or boys and, my God, we're going to support ourselves and be independent mm. if he has anything to do with it. Mm. Um, he's just... He's supported my family through thick and thin um, a lot of the time to the detriment of his own happiness and I just have a lot of respect for him. Oh. First of all, snaps to my guy, Alex, out here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and my boyfriend Scott. Thanks for the lip gloss. Uh, no, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic <laughs> emotional support, and yeah, and my dad and my grandparents as well. I'm really lucky to be surrounded by like some pretty amazing men mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. yeah, have always told me that I can do whatever I want. As you guys said, my gender's never going to hold me back. But I also want to provide that same level of emotional support to them as well when they need it. Mm-hmm. So anyone. If you're out there listening to this, come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Lolly wants a 5 a.m. call. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm desperate. Quite, that's 07947, Lolly. <laughs> Give us yours. Okay, so yes, mine would also be Alex. Thank you so much for being open and vulnerable with us today. Um, second would be um, my boyfriend, Nick, who is always there for his friends and is just generally one of the kindest people I know um, and the third would be my my uncle Mike who 
took me to fun fairs when I was like five or six and was really gutted when I wanted to stop. <laughs> because he's a big kid in his heart and he's he's somebody that doesn't talk unless he has something to say and I think that that's really good to have in a world where everyone is just like having a chat and always rushing to speak before they listen so snaps to you lot um, mine would be so funny that you say your uncle's like that because my uncle's like that and he's definitely one of mine my uncle Tony yeah. he will never say things he won't, he won't really talk until he has a point to say but my god is it a point mm. and it, you're probably not going to like it um, <laughs> snaps to him because he has gone through so much and always comes out the other side my dad and my stepdad John they're just absolute legends and they've both been involved in bringing up my brother who's severely autistic and I'd say he's my number one man and big snaps for Sam because he's a little legend and he teaches us to take each day as it comes and just enjoy it so yeah thank you so much for tuning into the conversation podcast if you've liked this episode and want to hear more you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and anywhere else where you get your podcasts Ladies, shall we sign off? Yeah. Ladies. Yes, and we do put loads of extra content on our social media pages, which you can find at Women of Power UK. So if you're craving some extra Women of Power in all support of men too, Mm -hmm. that's where to go. So thank you guys. And girls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody. Just everybody. Thanks, everyone. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye.